0: Welcome to The Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons, helping you boost your health, energy, and productivity.
1: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of The Thrive TV Show. I'm Lauren Parsons, your host, and today I'm joined by fear expert Tim Marshall, all the way from Florida. So hi there, Tim.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm so good. I'm so pleased to speak to you because today we're talking about overcoming fear. And this is a topic that I know that everyone can benefit from because we all have fears. So specifically, we'll look at why you need to start with fear first and goals second, to understand what you can control and what you can't control in terms of fear, and also how to face up to your fears. So to put you on the spot, Tim, I've got some this and that questions for you. Is that okay?
0: Absolutely.
1: So, just how many cats or dogs? Dog. Okay, nice. Spots or stripes? Stripes. Beautiful. Uh, Mountain top or ocean front? Both. <laughs> Both, nice. Uh, singing or dancing?
0: Definitely singing.
1: Fantastic. Uh, would you rather go a week without your the internet or a week without your car?
0: A week without my car.
1: Okay, great. And last one, chocolate or cake?
0: Both chocolate cake.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, combine them. Beautiful. So Tim S. Marshall is a motivational speaker, life coach, entrepreneur, and author. He has written 11 books on personal growth, entrepreneurship, young professionals, sales, leadership, millennials, and breaking fear in relationships. Before that, he built a company that was recognized by Inc. Magazine for four years in a row as one of the fastest growing companies in America by using the tactics he later included in his books, and most importantly, by bridging the gap of generational thinking and acting to stay ahead of the market crash trends way in advance in order to combine all into one business plan for immediate success. So today we're talking about fear. I wanted to start by just asking you, Tim, how did you get into doing what you're doing now?
0: Because I was living in fear. I was literally engulfed in fear. And at the age of 20, I had a seventh grade education. Why? Because I had fear of judgment, fear of failure. I thought I was the dumbest guy on the planet until I found the tape in my parents' garage called The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. And it said, you became what you think about. And I listened to it over and over and over and again. And then I said, that's not true. I became what I feared. And that very moment, my dad said, I just got up one day, and I did. And I basically have taken my whole life and devoted it to breaking fear. So my first book, The Power of Breaking Fear, is a best-selling book, great book, not because I said so, other people did, and I was surprised it was a good book, but the bottom line is is It's been my life mission to accomplish things immediately in order to teach people on how to overcome fear first, goals second, and it's never not worked.
1: Fantastic, because I think fear is just such a big topic that often, you know, we live with fear and we hear the sayings, feel the fear and do it anyway. Can you tell me about this idea of fear first and goals second? What do you mean by that?
0: Because a lot of people have certain goals and dreams that they think about either potentially retiring one day or having this perfect relationship or having this perfect job or this perfect company or, you know, I want this and you know what, I, I have this goal, but I don't think I'm going to achieve it. If you don't think you're going to achieve it, it's because you're in fear. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at exactly what you're in fear of first. If I want to be the top performing salesperson for the biggest tech company in the world, which I became because I had to break through fear of rejection. Mm. I had to learn how to overcome social phobia by creating relationships with strangers, by going outside of my comfort zone, by having small communication with people on a daily basis. And a lot of people have it wrong. They think it's Fear is false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. That's not true, because there's some real evidence. If there's a lion chase to me, I'm going to be in fear. That's real evidence. That's not false evidence. So, fear is something that we make up in our minds. We we measure it. No one says that we should be in fear. I mean, there's obvious things. If you put your hand on your burner on the burner, you're getting a burn. That's You know, next time you're not going to do it, but in order to overcome fear, you have to keep doing it until you become not what you feared so much, but what your goal is or will be. So I hated sales when when I first started because of rejection, but I learned to love being rejected. I would ask people to reject me. Mm -hmm. Please reject me. Here's your opportunity. And they would scratch her, what is this guy, crazy? The next thing you know, I built a relationship with a stranger, and then I sold him. Mm-hmm. So you got to have fun with it a little bit. And fear is not just, you know, like I said, about jumping out of airplanes, whatever it is. It's about self-educating yourself on exactly what you have control over and what you don't have control over. Mm-hmm. If you don't have control over it and you're in fear of it, You're literally giving your batteries away to something that does not exist. They're going to take your batteries, put them in their flashlight and drain them. So whatever you fear, and if you have control over it, you face your fears Mm -hmm. and then you keep doing it. And and here's the secret too: a lot of people say, well, you got to live out of your comfort zone all the time. If you live out of your comfort zone all the time, you're going to have a panic attack. Yeah, so that's not true. You want to be able to face your fears, achieve what you feared, and then become what your goal is, and then you become comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I first hit stages, I, w- I was uncomfortable, now I'm not.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and sometimes that's we about- talk about becoming comfortable being uncomfortable and and I think I love the the concept of the comfort zone and I think you're right you know we need to step out of it but we also need to come back to it the wonderful thing about the comfort zone is that it just keeps expanding though doesn't it you know like when you step into something new and you try it out to the point that your comfort zone expands it never goes back again it just stays bigger and then you have this opportunity to to do more don't you can you just share with us some examples, perhaps, of what are some of the things that you've had to face up to in your life? What are some of the fears you've had to conquer, Tim?
0: Um, well, when the market crashed in 2008, you know, I hit every single goal from in my sales career. And then I started a company organically right when the market crashed. The banks weren't lending. I had three small kids. Mm-hmm. Do I do it or do I not? I did it. -hmm. And I grew one of the fastest growing companies in the US and sold it in less than five years. Why? Because I self educated myself on what I feared. I overcame, you know, I built up certain things too when I was in sales. I learned how to sell, I learned how to create relationships, I learned how to scale my relationships, I learned how to get referrals. So I took all of those nuggets that I learned. And I put them into that company. And this time around, I had to teach other people what I learned in order for the company to grow, which is another area of break and fear. Mm -hmm. So along all those years of meeting with all those different companies, building businesses, traveling to different parts of the world that I never thought I would go, some places not so safe, I've taken notes For 25 straight years Mm -hmm. on fear. And then that's how I became, you know, so studious in fear that, you know, I I don't need notes when I do presentations, or if I'm going to do a keynote or whatever it is, you can pretty much ask me any question, and I'm going to give you an answer because I did it. Mm. And that's the secret, you want to become what your goal is.
1: Yeah. So tell me a bit more about this and and maybe we can break this down. You know, for people that are listening in, someone at home, someone that's in their career, someone that's just listening and going, well, they're aware perhaps of some of the fears that are there. What are the practical ideas of things you recommend they can start doing now?
0: Massive action. Massive action. Because here's what happens. You become what your actions are. Or you become what your actions aren't so if you're in fear if you're in depression if you're stressed out if you're immobile whatever it is when there's COVID, there is a shutdown i was in front of that camera every single day practicing empathy problem solution content coaching whatever it is i wanted to keep my mind sharp i did not want to fall into The immobility, oh, my God, I'm suppressed in this COVID thing and all this, even though it was hard. I got kids. I got parents. I worry. You know, I'm not bulletproof, but I have to do certain actions in order to become a positive person and a fearless person. Mm -hmm. And the best thing is to be active
1: And what would you say to the person who listens to that and just says, but Tim, I just can't, I just feel, I just can't do it.
0: Then you're going to, there's your greatest opportunity to write down why you can't do it. What are you afraid of?
1: Okay. So write it down. write
0: Write it down. Are you in control of it or are you not? Are you adding to your fear or you're not adding to your fear? If you say you can't do something, then that means you're in fear. And if you think you should be doing something and you're not doing it, it's because you're in fear.
1: Mm-hmm. And what
0: happens is, is that when you keep thinking about you should do something and you, don't, and you don't do it, it compounds, it compounds, and then it becomes harder and harder and harder. And the next thing you know, you're living in guilt.
1: Mm-hmm. And so what do people do if they're listening and they're going, he's just like telling my story, like this is this is where I'm at. I feel this fear and I'm still not doing it and I'm still not doing it. and I'm still not doing it. And I feel stuck. What would you say to that person
0: to, bro- I guess re- to create
1: some empathy to bridge to them, to help them take that. first Pick up,
0: step. The, pick up the remote control. Okay. Make your bed. Mean? Call your mom, call your brother, call your sister, do tiny little steps. You don't need to build the Empire State Building or take down Godzilla overnight. It's tiny little steps. Clean the dishes. You make that one phone call that you've been putting off. Whatever it is, all it takes is one step. That's it. It's like taking that one small step for mankind when mm-hmm. they landed on the moon. That's all it is. Start somewhere. hmm And here's the other thing, too. The more you give, and let's say somebody, most people, I can say this from talking to people all over the world. We're all in the same boat in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. You all have the same fear. And but so if you resonate with that, you have two options. You can either live in the problem or you can be a part of the solution and build people up. So, in other words, like this with my mom, I would call her on a daily basis. She's up by herself, mm-hmm. locked up in an area, you know, with COVID and all. I, Hi, mom, how are you doing? How are you doing? You know, she'd say, Oh, I'm just depressed. I mean, you, know, you know, be there for her, be there for her, be there for somebody or anyone, because that really does build up your emotional. So, And the other thing I'm going to say is we only have one life to live. No matter what bad things are happening in the world right now, we don't have our time back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yesterday's gone. Yeah. Tomorrow, there's no certainty. What do we have? We have right now. We have right this moment. What are you going to do with this moment, which just passed right now? So now we, what are we going to do with the next moment?
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: it's Yeah, just, I love it
1: analogy you know it's life is not like a sci-fi movie where you know you see those movies where people wake up and they go through the day and then somehow they wake up and they replay it so thank you for those that are listening in for being here right now this is your moment right now and and one thing I often share is that we spend so much time caught up in our heads either in the past or the future you know worrying about and replaying past events or worrying about the future and all of the what-ifs so hugely powerful if people can get grounded And present in the now, because you can't be in two places at once. And perhaps start by writing down, what are you afraid of? Can we just explore a little bit more about the, what do you control? What do you not control? Let's say someone wrote out a list of all the things that they feel they're afraid of. Do you recommend Mm -hmm. going through and then like looking at those and asking the question, can I change this or can I control this? Is that the sort of approach?
0: So write down what you fear most that you have control over. That's your biggest goal. And then write down what you worry about more than anything else. That's your biggest problem you'll never solve.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, if you have a problem that you can never solve, guess what? Don't try to solve it. Yeah. Cross it off the list. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we
1: need to keep remembering to lay them down, don't we? You know, the things that are out of our control, we have to just lay it down over and over again.
0: Yeah, because it takes up brain space. And if if the more we're worried, the more immobile we get, the more we get kind of beaten down Our coping skills get thinned out. And then all of a sudden now, you know, it's like running a company. Is the company running you or are you running the company? You know, is your body running yourself or you running your body? Which one is it? Mm hmm what we do with our body, what we bring in, how we work out, how we do this, how we do that. So if we don't control certain things, like, I don't know what's inside of my knee. (laughs) I have no control over that. It hurts because I've had six ACL surgeries. But my point is, I can't worry about that. What's done is done. So it's like, take, take the moment. And another thing too, is that you know, we get caught up in, in society and all these kind of doom and gloom things based on what's happened. Thousands of years ago, 10,000 years ago, we lived in caves. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we didn't have, you know, mosquito spray. We didn't have sleeping bags. Yeah. You know, no AC. You know, no queen size, king size bed. Right. So we actually are living in the best moments of man and womankind ever in the history of the world. Have we flooded our minds a little bit too much with too much data based on our cell phone and too much information? Yes. yes. That's why you have to have balance because the number one thing that sells more, thing, more than anything else in the world is fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Media, every single thing, the number one thing in all areas that is the biggest moneymaker is fear.
1: Yeah. Sadly, I think you're very true. I think that's correct. And that's why we see so much negative news. And I'm constantly talking Um, to clients about, you know, protect your mind, be mindful of what you're actually soaking your brain in. Your brain's like a sponge and it'll just keep soaking it in. Why not? Mm. Yeah.
0: And that's why it's always important that you know, be around people you want to be like.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's so, you know, it's a cliche. Oh yeah. Well, okay. For real, it's so critically important.
1: Mm. Totally agree. Fantastic, Tim. I feel like, yeah, we could talk about this all day. I think mindset and particularly mindset around fear is so important and probably something we don't often look at. So thank you for uncovering these ideas and, and practical ways to combat it. If people wanted to find out more about you or get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that?
0: Um. The easiest way really is go on LinkedIn and look up Tim S. Marshall and send me a message, a real message, not like a bot message, a real message. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. I do speak in events. I do all kinds of different things, but I also give. So, um, you know, there's a great book, The Power, Break, and Fear. I wrote that. I'm not big into sales on shows and stuff like that, but Mm
1: -hmm. send me a message Nice. You
0: know?
1: Fantastic. And we'll have all the links down in the show notes as well. So if you're listening to the podcast version or you haven't got the show notes there, just head to thrivetvshow.com and you'll find all of Tim's links down below. So Tim, as we wrap up, can I just ask you if there was one final thing that you could share with our listeners today, what would that be?
0: I would say be a negative evidence detective. Look for the evidence and then stay away from it.
1: So be a negative evidence.
0: Evidence detective. detective. If you're accumulating too much negativity, then be your own detective and get rid of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that protecting what we're soaking in is so important and making sure that we're taking in good things surrounding ourselves with uplifting people, so important to feed into that mindset.
0: Absolutely. Um, Got one life. One life, live it, give it all you have, everything.
1: Fantastic. I love it. So, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening in. That's been another episode of the Thrive TV show go out and thrive.
0: Thank you for listening to the Thrive TV show with Lauren Parsons. Visit thrivetvshow.com to access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next inspiring episode.